Hello everyone, and welcome again to another Teacher Joseph podcast. Today, I'd like to spend some time talking about the importance of shadowing. Now, those of you who listen to this podcast regularly will know that shadowing, at least in my opinion, is one of the quickest, easiest, and most productive ways of learning a second language. If we think of children, they simply hear and they say. They don't stop to analyze, they don't stop to think, they don't say, oh, I wonder what that word means. They simply hear the parents speaking and they copy them. This is what gives them an accent And this is also what gives them the very basics of English. It gives them confidence. It gives them their accents. And it's the starting point for learning. Now, in explaining this, many people seem to think that when you shadow, you should be understanding everything that you're hearing. And that's not the case. Let me begin, first of all, by explaining exactly how we do shadowing. Shadowing is when we hear a text without a script and we repeat exactly what we've heard. Before we start doing that, it's a good idea to shut down our thinker, that part of our mind which is again and again trying to translate words. There's only 50 sounds in English, and in shadowing, even if you understand nothing, you should repeat the sounds that you hear. If you find that you're distracted by hearing something that you understand, and you understand all of the words, be careful that you're not just repeating what you're hearing because the idea is to imitate exactly what you hear. So whether you hear what sounds like a bunch of words which aren't connected, or whether it's something that makes much more sense, then you really need to be ensuring that you imitate whatever you hear exactly. Listening to someone speaking and repeating it in your own accent is not shadowing. That's just some kind of affirmation of what's been said already. So, let's look at uh, exactly how shadowing is going to work in your daily routine. Well, first of all, You need to be listening to live radio. Let's say BBC Radio 4. If you like documentaries and news, BBC Radio 5. If you like news and sport, or the BBC World Service. If you're looking for something a little bit slower and well presented. There's other radio stations as well, such as LBC in London, 
which is a 24-hour call-in service. That means that there's a lot of different accents and a lot of audience participation. Once you've decided exactly what you want to shadow with, which station, you simply start to listen, and whatever you think you hear, you repeat. Now, of course, you take a moment to switch off your mind. Shadowing is simply a practice. It's a process. It's not about learning vocabulary. It's not about learning grammar. It's simply about repeating what you're hearing, imitating what you're hearing to be exact. So, as soon as you turn on the radio, you're going to get ba 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 And of course, you just try to pick a sound and you say it, soon realizing that by the time you've repeated one, even one little thing, the presenter has possibly finished. So the idea is to jump in and repeat as much as you can. The very first time you do this, it's going to be a little bit stressful because you'll realize that you only got one sound and quickly he's moved on and you've missed the next 100 sounds. But as you do this again and again, it gets a little bit easier. Ideally, you should understand nothing. For example, you could go to YouTube and find a YouTube clip on aerodynamics or medicine or something you know nothing about. Because you're not repeating the words, you're imitating the sounds. The more you do it, the easier it gets. There's a couple of things to keep in mind, though. When you begin shadowing, make sure that you do it with the same accent. If you're shadowing in the first moment with NPR from New York, and then shadowing the next day with the BBC in London, you're going to be left with a very strange accent if you keep doing that. The American accent and the English accent can be very different. It doesn't really matter when you're learning words, but it matters a lot when you're learning specific sounds. For example, if I say I'm going to France, an American might not have the R sound. He would say, A, I'm going to France. Now, that really doesn't matter when we're listening generally. But if you are looking to reduce your accent and you're using shadowing to do that, then, of course, there's a difference. Because whether a word is R or A is going to make a big difference in which one is correct. So... I always tell people that once they reach a certain level of English, they almost certainly should be trying to focus in on a specific town. Now, I grew up for the most part 
in the London area. So, of course, that gave me a very specific kind of accent. It's part of my identity. It's part of who I am. I know that sometimes we describe ourselves as global citizens, but for the purposes of learning how to speak, you need to be associated with somewhere. If you're unsure where that place should be, or if you're unclear um, exactly the direction you're going in, let's just make it London or New York. A bit more challenging might be somewhere like Manchester or even farther north to Glasgow or Edinburgh. The BBC have local radio stations in all of these places, so it's very easy to turn on the radio and just begin shadowing. If you don't choose a place and you continue going around the world, then shadowing is still very good. It'll help you to speak faster, but you may not be understood. It's a much deeper question than simply the city that you want to sound like. It's more about identity. The UK is relatively small compared to other countries, but every area has its own accent, its own idioms, and its own phrasal verbs and grammatical constructions. Standard English will take you so far, but there comes a moment for all of us when we get off that plane and suddenly we realize that we understand nothing because people in every area don't always speak standard English. And even when they do, it's often covered with a very heavy accent. So that's a kind of a big question. Who do I want to be in the English world? Once you've got the answer to that, then simply use that place, focus in on it, make it yours by finding their phrasal verbs, their idioms, their accents, and shadow. Not to understand everything, in fact, not to understand anything, but just to get the rhythm, the tempo, the pitch and tone correct. And remember, there's only 50 sounds in English. So if you shadow for 20 minutes, you'll be repeating the sounds hundreds of times, if not more. In the coming days, I will record some shadowing texts for you. I have done it before. The reason why I'm kind of reluctant to do that is because you shouldn't be looking for a specific text that's easier to shadow with. And you certainly shouldn't be using a script for shadowing. You should simply be hearing and repeating, imitating. For those of you who are looking for resources for shadowing, I've been informed that there's a page called Rachel's English which specializes in shadowing. She has lots of recordings. 
But again, I would encourage you to use live material, which you can imitate, to keep going over greetings like how are you and hearing it said a lot of times is good, but it's not going to help change your accent for the rest of the things that you want to say. So these are just a few things for you to think about regarding shadowing. And uh, as we say in the UK, just do it. Many of you I know are stopping to analyze how much you understand. You're stopping to think about the meanings of the words. You're stopping and rewinding to try it again. That's all very good maybe in the first few moments. But ideally, you shouldn't be trying to translate. You should just be copying and imitating. Keep it simple, just like a child. The more complex you make it, the more difficult it becomes. If you want to use the same text to learn words, you can, but that's not shadowing, that's studying. So you could do both. You know, you could listen to something, um, shadow with it, and then if it has a text, go back and study it. You could do it that way, but your initial hearing and saying is based around improving your listening, improving your speaking, improving your mouth movements, and how fast you're speaking. So that those are your priorities. It's very simple. I mean, the process of shadowing is so simple that many people just don't get it because they're waiting for something to learn. They're waiting for new words or new grammar. And when I explain, no, it's, it's what children do. Children can't read or write. They just hear and say. People are often quite shocked and they think, well, well how, how do I learn from this? Well, the answer is you don't. It's not designed to teach you something. It's a process which you say again and again to perfect the way you speak. And then after that, you can study it for grammar and other things. Well, I hope you found this helpful. Shadowing really isn't difficult, but if, if you are struggling with it, maybe it would be better just to leave it to one side for the moment. Uh, it's just a practice of speaking. That's it. All right, then. Uh, that's it from me for today. I hope you've enjoyed this. And let's talk again soon. See you. Bye.